Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We spoke earlier today to James Withell, the CEO of Rupert Resources. They've, they're exploring for gold up in Lapland, Finland. And if you want our thoughts and opinions on the conversation today, and indeed the company itself, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. We can also find detailed company reports, commentary from market experts from around the world on a variety of commodities and companies. There are training videos on there. Uh, there's also summaries of other interviews that we've done uh, just to save you a little bit of time. And of course, there's a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other. So go along now and join them at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. James, how are you doing, sir? Good, thanks. Good to see you again. Yep, it's been a while. Like two months. Yeah, well, I don't know, yeah, a couple of months if that. Yeah, but, so we're all sat in the same places, so there we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but the, we wanted to get a hold of you because they're, you know, you, you put a f- even more drill results out there. They, they are, um, as the rest have been quite good, quite exciting. Uh, so we wanted to catch up with you. But so, so, how have you been? What have you been up to in the last two months? Don't look like you've moved. I guess we've just been busy, busy working. I guess the irony is, you know, it, it, you sort of stay in these same offices, but then in in Finland, it's been uh, just yeah, keeping on going. Actually, I guess um, yeah, we just just push on really with the work. And, yeah. Now, is the, t- is the team over there? I mean, have you uh, jumped on an airplane and seen anyone? No, so I've just been stuck here still. So the team's all been there. Um, and the team is just, um, obviously, our team is all based up at the site. So they've just been getting on with it. We have actually, I guess, with the whole uh, to the COVID situation, we have seen COVID finally start to affect the area we've been working. So there's been a few more restrictions, but we've had been able to carry on drilling and, uh, and those things have, have kept on moving through. Um, and we just sort of put in place the the ways to work through these things, but um, no, it, it, it's it's made it so much easier for us because everyone is there, exploration manager is there, um, and um, we don't have to bring people in and out. So um, the drills keep on turn. Fantastic. Okay, well, we're going to talk about Akari in a second, but um, again, just for people new to this story, when he gives that one minute overview, and I'll pick it up from there. Yeah, so Rupert Resources, it's a Canadian listed company, IUP on the TSXB. It's uh, an exploration company for the most part. Our assets, our cornerstone assets are in northern Finland, in Lapland. Um, the project is called Partavara, and it's now about a 425 square kilometer project package. We have a permitted mill, uh, minor mill at the Partavara site, which is a, it's a historic operating mine. Um, which sits there in active care and maintenance. And then over the last three years, we've really been stepping up regional exploration and certainly over the last two years, been making a number of discoveries, um, six in total so far, and the most um, important of those and impactful for the company has been this Ikari discovery, which we uh, made only back in April of this year. So it's a very new discovery, um, but um, yeah, it, it's a very exciting one. Looks like it has very large scale. Um, to it on the gold side and, and also a very good grade discovery. So, yeah, we're very pleased with that and we continue to try and demonstrate how good it could be. Okay. I mean, again, just maybe talk through some of the grades that have been coming back from Akari because I do want, I want to talk about it in a second, but I, I also want to sort of an overview of what the, what the plan is going forward from you. So, yeah, I mean, we have some apps, you know, the, the grades over very broad widths have been, been very impressive. I mean, the last couple of releases of 3.6 grams over 80, 181 meters. And then you're seeing within these, these very broad intercepts, so we had, that, that release had two plus 180 meter intercepts of over three grams. 
But even within those, you're seeing, you know, one of those had 5.7 grams over 84 meters. Uh, so you're seeing a series of these, the most recent release, you know, that was in, in the one that came out just last week, 4.3 grams over 158 meters. Um, but again, you're sitting within that one, we saw, you know, seven and a half grams over 52 meters. So it's, it, it, it's a, it, it looks to be a big, big uh, mineralized system. It, um, and whilst we see these very, very broad widths, um, you know, plus 100 meter widths quite consistently through the, the strike, which is about 550 meters now, we're also beginning to see, uh, you know, be able to get a real handle of this high grade element, which is also going to depth. So we're now drilling down to sort of 200. 290 300 meters vertical now so starting to you know so that not only is it you know this big broad system but also there's this you know potentially very good grade um within it which if we look to the future could well be you know very very viable underground mining grades as well the big woods as well Okay, so look, it's been a really good year for me. If you think back at the beginning of this year, you know, under Buck, you're up over 570, you've got 900 million market cap. I mean, it's just been exceptional. People have got really excited about the grades and the drilling program, the yeah. scale of this. But therein, I think what you said last time, comes, comes the problem. As in, you know, it, it's certain types of investors will probably not be interested in investing in you going forward because there's not enough leverage there. There's, there's no growth. Is that right? I don't think, well, I think I'll go on and show you a couple of slides, I think, because I think- Do you want to? Let's do that. Let's do that. It's very new. uh, And uh, I think people just need to understand that this is just a very small part of what we've been doing over the last few years. And and also that these discoveries don't happen just through, just overnight. So I'll share a couple of slides about the company um, and we'll um, go from there. So hopefully you can- um, I can see that. See this slide in front of us. So um, I'll avoid putting it and hopefully you can see the curse. So, so just, I'm not going to go through every slide in the deck, but just picking out a couple of ones. So here you have um, our land package, our parts of our project land package. It's actually an updated slide because it's got the new licenses that we've picked up surrounding area two. But here's our mill. Um, here's our area one project. So the Ickery discovery and all the discoveries that we've been making really beyond the mine are all in a small box about 5Ks by 2.5Ks um, to the western end of this license area. Um, we have, um, Agnico has its Kittler mine just up here, about 65Ks away. Um, so the beginning, all our team are living in this town of Sedankra. Um, so that's why things carry on. But, you know, this area is, it, it, as you can see, the grayed out areas, all these licenses that have been pegged by other companies um, as well as ourselves. But obviously we have a very large package there. But, but importantly, we're only just looking at you know, if we, if we zoom into this area, area one, it's just a very small piece of this overall package um, in, in what is we are now demonstrating is a you know, really prospective part of the world. So I guess if you then just sort of zoom into that, to the geologists and the audience might get this, but effectively our, our area one, we refer to it in press releases as sitting on this big domain bounding structure that goes for 20 odd kilometers on our licenses. But again, you know, we've so far, you know, explored a lot in area one. It was certainly the most highest perspective area I talked about on the last call, didn't I, in terms of ranking targets and prioritizing and allocating capital, that was it. Um, But we have other areas still to be explored along this this structure as well, plus the area around the mine of the mill. So I think um, whilst whilst the results have been fantastic and very impressive, 
I do believe that there's potentially more to come. I guess if I then just really focus in on area one, give people a look at that. And Ikari is just one of six discoveries that we've made. And I guess you said, yeah, the beginning of the year, 85 cents. Well, that was the price that Agnico came in and, and did the funding with us there. Um, the shares were as low as in the in the 70s at the beginning of the year. But they, they came in because we'd already made the Hainer Central discovery and the Hainer North discovery. And in, in its own right, these are very interesting discoveries. You just you just have to go back a year in our press releases to go and read them. But there was a different market, wasn't it? No one was really interested so much in exploration companies then as well. Um, but you'll see us now go back and start you know, delineating to size and scale at things like Cane Essential over the next few months, as well as Ikari. So um, whilst Ikari is, you know, again, has a significant size and scale, and you know, if you can look at the latest um, results to um, see that in the latest press release. Um, certainly all these um, all these other projects have still got to come to light. So, so have we got, I'm not sure, Growth is always a, 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 a bit of a tough word, but certainly there's plenty more prospectivity across the license and we're well-funded and we continue to explore outside of Ikari. So, uh, you know, people shouldn't think that this is the end of that, of, of this um, developing exploration. Okay, but so, so let's, let's stick with this. So you, you're very concentrated on, on, on certain areas and there are large swathes of, as you say, prospectivity uh, where you haven't, drilled, you haven't spent money, you haven't explored. But I'm, I'm, again, I'm trying to work out what, what, what does that mean in the context of your plan going forward? I mean, how long are people on this ride for? Do you think you can continue to sort of see the types of growth that you've seen in the second half of this year by delivering more targets? Uh, you know, more drilling in itself is is, is because different ways of coming at the same, aren't there? You can kind of do step out mm. programs, uh, whether it be at ICRI or, or your, some of your other discoveries, and that's going to tell you a little bit more about what you've got there. Or you go and identify new targets, which might be even more exciting. I mean, so what, what's the plan in your head in terms of the strategy moving forward as to where you deploy? Yeah, your so drills? I, I think that's important for people to understand because obviously, you know, three months worth of drill results just from Ikari and people think, okay, well, you know, makes you think, oh, well, they're just going to be drilling that. So we we always have, I guess, in terms of our step backs for this, this map has been generated by us by doing our own geophysics over the entire license area and mapping as where we can of the license area. So, um, I guess there's been a lot of all the what I call the the background, the groundwork has been done, all the all the preparation work that you do before what we call our base of till and our drilling goes on. So so we have like a whole new generation part of the business, which is continuing to look for the next hickory. So that is always going on. Um, so there's basically one drill rig and this base of till rig, which is how we find these things. This is all these lines north to south on here. It's been working through this area here. It's currently working off to the slightly off to the the east of this image here in, in a new area that we're working on. But it's also been, you know, as these images get up to date, you'll see more and more potential new areas. There's a new area emerging here called Hainer Central Extension. New areas to the to the north of northwest here of Hainer Central as well. So, so there's constantly this whole new. Part of the team is only focused on that, and part of the, and the other part of the team is focused on doing the, you know, demonstrating the size and scale of the existing discoveries. So, so 
there's probably been a lack of news on that new generation work, but that will start coming through in the next few months as we as we push that through. Okay, so so again, two things. You're talking to two different audiences there. So try, you know, proving yeah. up and the extent of each of the existing discoveries is one thing. And who's that audience? Who are you trying to impress with that? Is it the market? Is it Agnico Eagle? Is it other people who may step in? I think you know the 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 company has to evolve ultimately. Well, I guess we've always had a mine and mill. At part of our that we've been doing drilling at understanding so we've been doing trade-off studies there understanding the engineering side of it and so so we, we 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 can do all that we have good consultants that we work with on that so we know how to do that part of the business so you know that's a you know if you look at that project that's the most in terms of the mine it's the most advanced project but if you look at these these are the new discoveries are moving up the curve very quickly so they're moving through doing network, doing environmental baseline work, preliminary work. So that all carries on. So that's sort of your demonstration of the potential value of them, starting to de-risk those assets and really trying to drive your fundamental value of the, of the business and demonstrate you know, that the business has very good underpinnings and value. And ultimately, that there's a pathway for those projects to become producing assets in the future as well. Um, and whether that's, you know, and, and Rupert Resources is, you know, has the capability and the contacts to be able to push them through to that side. So that's that one audience you're talking. And they could be, you know, you're maybe you're gonna make really making sure that at all times that that the market and the corporates and our peer group understands, you know, is able to really try and get some sort of real value on this, whether it's an analyst or a or a or a, or a corporate development in another company. Um, so that's that one audience, and the other audience is the continuing exploration. Um, and I think you know we're providing both as the key thing for us. We're going to keep both things going. But but again, the 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 exploration side of thing. You talked about. Did you say one drill on that? Yeah, yeah, one drill. Yeah, at this point in time. But haven't you got enough money to have two drills or three drills? Yeah, and I think so. We have overall we have three drills in the company running all the time. And two of those are ICRI right now, and one of them's a, a, one of the one of the new projects. Um, but even with that, and people say, "Oh, why don't you have you know why haven't you thrown five, eight, ten drill rigs at this program?" So I guess that is um, certainly with exploration. Well, we've made all these discoveries within a year, effectively, or in, let's say fifteen months, with two to three drill rigs at the most, and uh, we're very you know, I guess it comes back to this. You don't need to have five or 10 drill rigs. You have, if, and you won't make effective exploration discoveries with five or 10 drill rigs. It just doesn't work like that. You have to process the information, understand what you're doing and be very targeted about what you're doing. And you, because ultimately for every hole you drill, it takes you four weeks or four or five weeks to really get all the information back to learn about it. So. It doesn't matter whether you've got ten drills doing that or one drill rig. You can't you can't speed up that. You could just you could just find yourself in a in a point of ever diminishing returns of what you're drilling because you're drilling holes for the sake of drilling. So actually, we can very efficiently with high productivity with our drills. We drill with three rigs. We're drilling in the order of five to six thousand meters a month, which is still a lot of productivity. Because um, it's they're relatively shallow um, holes. Relatively shallow holes, but you have it's an easy place to work, and, and the and the companies, the Finnish companies work with, I do have high productivity levels, and the quality is good. 
um, and the lab turnaround is, is relatively good. So it's about, um, you know, in the team size that we, it works, we can process that information in the right time frame and, you know, make um, well-informed decisions, having spent what we consider the right amount of money to make those decisions. So do you, do you mind if you explain that a little bit more? Because I think there'll be people listening to this and go, I, I don't understand that. Surely more data is better. More data means more data. You know more about what you've got in a shorter period of time. Because let's face it, you know, you, you've grown exponentially in the last six months in terms of market mm. cap, in terms of value in the marketplace through the drill bit. So wh- why is too much data too much? Um, I guess maybe stepping back a bit for, for, from this and just talking more philosophically about it, um, the, the, um, you're tra- you're, we're paying our geologists to be geologists, not data collectors. Data collecting is, it, it, you know, anyone can do data collecting. We have a huge amount of data every day coming in from this site. So we might be drilling, it, you know, if you think about it on a month, that's, let's do it, 5,000 meters of drilling, 41 chemical elements coming in for each meter of that drilling. That's, you know, you're talking massive data just on that. And then we continuously have geophysics programs coming in here to run on short-term projects. Um, but, you know, the, the big downfall for me, for the exploration for, for companies overall in the industry is the fact that, you know, the data never really gets thoroughly looked at and understood. And that's often why you miss making discoveries. So you might drill, you know, you might, we might step out from, from one of these projects and drill maybe a short intercept that the market thinks, oh, they just drilled like five meters, of, I don't know, five grams or something beyond something that already is there. But for us, that's a very small bit of the information set, that gold grade over the meters. It's about what else we've learned, you know, what does the geology look like? What's the geological setting? This image that's in front of you, didn't exist 18, 18 months ago. It's a brand new geological map. There was no understanding of this area whatsoever. It's 20 meters of cover. So it, it evolves all the time, but you can only evolve at a certain pace. And it doesn't matter how many people you put on that job. It, it's, it's always going to be a challenge. It's a challenge for the industry as a whole. Okay. Uh, so are, you, are your shareholders current and maybe future shareholders in this with you for the long run? Because that's we're looking at area one of a very large land package and you're yeah. nowhere near understanding it as, as you're describing that you want to um, on here. So how do you envisage the company growing in the future? Is this a case of like, I am gonna set it up so someone walks here and takes it off our hands or can you divide up the land packages and monetize this for shareholders over a long period of time? Because there's a, there's a lot that you've still got to look at. But we, um it's that whole thing. We we do, you know, there's a lot of data getting collected, and you know, so maybe you know, say not fast enough and not enough. But I think we, every time we drill another hole, we learn more about the entire area geologically than we did do before. And so then you you can still prioritize and rank based on that knowledge all the time. So you can ultimately there'll be areas of this license package that you know we feel is feel like no longer perspective ultimately over time. Um, so you just keep on re-ranking and, and reprioritizing that, you know. And I guess if you looked at what, what's an aim internally, and maybe just for, you know, we hope by next summer, for instance, to have effectively done a first-pass sweep across this entire original, you know, 300 square kilometers of license. 
Um, so we've then narrowed down which areas we think are the best that should require further work. Um, I guess, you know, then it's a case of, well, if someone came across, came to acquire you, it's to demonstrate that you've done that work as much so you put that together, that work, and you, it would be part of that discussion through an M&A that they, that you, you, on a technical basis, you discuss, well, actually, we think there's further upside here. Are you going to reward us for that through a transaction? Or actually, do you just want to divide off this part of it and we'll retain the rest of the license? Or how do we retain some further upside to that, to the rest of the license? And I think you can, you can have those sensible discussions through an M&A strategy. Um, as a company, of, you, know, you know, this company has transformed quite significantly over a 12-month period from being a, a company with a, with a mine and some, some new discoveries, um, with, but, but now being you know, a company with a, you know, a mine and potentially another whole mining area in the making. Um, so you, know, you can project a, a path forward for this company to evolve as itself you know, it is, a, is a good quality asset. So then you would retain all the land package and you just work on it over, over a long, long period of time. Okay. Yeah. What I'm hearing is it's a long way to go before you need to make those sorts of decisions. So let me, let me ask you in another way, um, because I, I noticed something yeah. in your presentation, which was um, ensuring investment is accretive to valuation. I guess that's yeah. how you spend your money and time. Yeah. Right? Which you sort you yeah. sort of answered with regards to drill bit, but then maximize yeah. the return on shareholder capital. Now that that is interesting because twelve months ago that meant something else compared to probably what it does today. So how has your thinking had to evolve yeah. over that time? Yeah, so, so, so <laughs> obviously the it's this whole as as an exploration or as any company, you know, you you have a certain amount of shareholder capital that you issue over time. Um, and obviously, uh, uh, for Rupert Resources, we have the company. You can go through the balance sheet, but it's it's in the order of $100 million worth of shareholder capital. Some of that was already issued before we started the company, so because it was a shell that existed to have $30, $40 million. We, we, we have, of the, of the other 60, uh, obviously, we're still sitting on $30 million of cash right now. So, you know, there's been $30, $30 $35 million worth of, of capital expended. And so it's about... You know, but regardless of that, the balance sheet is is what it is. It's how can you make the highest possible return on on that from here? Um, and we spend a lot of time, you know, thinking about that in terms of, you know, is the best. Obviously, exploration is a phenomenal. It, successful exploration can create a huge amount of value in a very short period of time on that shareholders' equity that's expended. You know, you can only see you can see that with Ikari in terms of money spent in the ground. You know, maybe. You're getting in the order of five to ten million dollars for the obviously the valuation of the company today, which is phenomenal. But but that's sort of step one uh, of that um, that process. From here, it's a case of you know how do you how do you look forward and see you know the best route to um, returning, I mean, making a return on on shareholders' capital, people that come into the stock today, and is that is that through you know, modeling a share structure going forward where you develop the mine and how much equity you'd have to issue and understanding that or, you know, having a acquisition at a significant premium today's price that 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 um, reflects um, the value of the assets, you know, the assets that we've identified. It, it, it's a constant iterative process, I think, is the, is the answer. 
So he he has influence over you because like f- over fifty percent of this is is founders, friends, and management, right? That's yeah. huge. for a company of this size. That's I mean significant. Uh, I know yeah. Agnika are in there for like something less than fifteen percent or so, but you've got no institutions telling you how to play this. You haven't got so much retail influencing or shaping this. Do you think that's been better for you guys to have that kind of freedom to do this? I mean, it's obviously working. Do you think it will continue to work or do you think people at some point will go, do you know what, this is good enough. It's time to move on. I, I, th- I, think, it's a, I think it's a very question uh, in terms of that. I, I, think, um, I think the, um, yeah, the, we've been very, very fortunate. And I think this is, you know, it goes through this other issue. You, you, as exploration companies said before, you, you have to be quite aggressive in your exploration spend. Look at some of the other great successful exploration, exploration originally exploration companies like Ivanhoe and things like that. Now, they're always very, very well funded from the beginning by a relatively small shareholder base ultimately. Um, but that's how you, you, know, you need that commitment and their commitment long term to put that risk capital up, uh, which sometimes isn't there in the market or certainly isn't there in the market when you want it to be when the market is probably at its lowest. Um, I think at this point in time, we're, uh, you know, we're beginning to see our share register evolve. We're beginning to see institutional ownership come into the shares. Uh, and certainly, you know, to progress this company going forward, you know, you know, we'll, we will be trying to evolve that share structure and bring in more institutions, um, and and you know, expand the retail side of it as well because we think this is a you know, it can be a very good you know long term creative investment. You know, I guess your point is there. Will the shareholders come to the conclusion? Oh, it, it's just good enough. I think um, I think our job as the management of the company is to make sure that we've demonstrated what is good enough make sure we have done that work make sure we, we we know through everything that they're doing on site is that actually you know that's why we don't um well, a good example is that you know you know why don't we uh, just go and drill holes next to each other at Ikri, um for the um for the sake of it or you know and just drill more high grade results we're not doing that we're continuing to step out and make sure that you demonstrate as quickly possible what it could be and that keeps either keeps the people from not think it's good enough or, or gives you that route to do the next stage of the company, or bring in other investors. Is is that how we'll spot when you've when you've had enough? When you start just doing step out programs? <laughs> when when I started turning holes in the middle, that well, look, you've got to do a part of that to prove up the get the, the, the get the confidence level up in resources. But I think um, you know, we, instead with, with the expert, that's why we have the expiration keep on going to keep the expiration new generations not to keep on going at all. You know whether it's us or a big producing company, they have that new generation to be looking for the next discovery all the time, because that's ultimately you know, what, the, what, you, what you need to demonstrate long life in the, in the business. Yeah, I, th- I think that's right. But also, you, look, come I mean, you're an ex-capital markets guy, um, analyst as well. You, you're going you're gonna to have an idea in your mind as to what numbers you want to be able to put out into the market to attract a buyer. Okay, you're going to know what attractive looks like to them. At the moment, it's you know it's 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 early days. It's great numbers, but it's it's early days. So that's going to shape your thinking in terms of the the program that you've got. I get the 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 continued exploration bit, and you know trying to find new targets. That's fantastic. But can you share with us what what does that moment look like? What do the numbers look like in your head, which says 
do you know what? I, I think we've we've built this in the shape that we need to go and have proper conversations with, whether it be Agnico Eagle or uh, Anglo American down the road. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I think um, yeah, you're right. I spend a lot of time as an ex capital markets guy and just modelling things all the time, whether it's part of our or even any of our early stage deposits. The key thing for me is that you know, having modelled whatever thousands of these things over my career. The, um, the exceptional deposits, you know, your average gold deposit in the world generates like an after-tax profit of 10%, um, which is pretty disappointing, ultimately, given all the risk that comes through to it. Um, but that's just the fact of life. That's what, it's just an average thing. So our job is if, if, we, if we're beginning to see things that are above average and the above average range is like plus 20 and 25, you know, in that sort of 25 after tax potential returns that is um you know that's our whole aim and that's our been our whole aim of, of, of running this company to find those exceptional style return projects because because then then it, once you have enough of that information and that's what we do in terms of try and gather that information whether it's geology metallurgy you know understanding infrastructure issues or the environment then you can sit down and have that serious conversation that's our job and i guess that's what i to is that's what management is doing at the company all the time um so ultimately at some point in time for any deposit there's always it's always worth having a, a conversation with others about it um as an explorer um i guess the i guess investors and potential shareholders should know that that's what we're doing all the time you should trust us that we are you know we will whatever whenever that day comes or that situation comes we'll be we'll have as you know as many of those boxes ticked to that much information to demonstrate how good it could be. But the, the, the bit I'm trying to get at is because you've reached a certain market cap, the leverage isn't mm. there for, for a lot of guys who are thinking, I need the multiples, I need to see growth here, is timing, the timing imperative. You could be saying, well, I'll tell you what, we're going to gear everything up to hit this cycle or because of the scale and opportunity here, we're not going to worry about it till the next cycle. So those are two different types of companies, two different types of approaches, yeah, yeah. and the growth profile is somewhat different as a result. So, you know, what company are we looking at? You, you, you're right in terms of the cycle, and you do have to take a view on the cycle, to be honest, and where you are in it, ultimately. Um, that said, um, your only defense against that as an explorer is to make sure you find the best possible deposit, because it doesn't matter what cycle you're in, people will want it. You know, people will want it um yeah basically they'll, they'll want to earn that deposit whatever the weather whatever the gold price because it is going to be a business that they will want but the pricing will be different your uh, optionality will be different yeah yeah and, but that's why you have to and the only control that you have there or only control we have as company is to do it as as if as effectively as well as fast as possible is that is one way to put it but as efficiently as possible, it, you know, it goes back to a question, you know, people might say, why haven't you got 10 rigs? Well, you don't need 10 rigs to drill off, you know, to demonstrate the, the scale of the potential deposit. You only need your Ikari deposit. It's so, the continuity is so good. 80 meter centers is, is more than good enough. If I was drilling off a narrow gray, narrow vein deposit, yeah, I'd be really worried at this point in time that I wasn't ever going to understand it in time. But if I'm drilling off something at this scale, I can step out and step out and step out and demonstrate 
actually, you know, it's X meters now, it could be this, got some indications that it might extend, you know, much further. And so, it, yeah, it, it, it's about doing the smart things as quickly as possible. <laughs> That's the best way to do it. So, so then, you know, you come back to the cycles thing, what do you, you know, you're, that's why you're doing it at a relatively high pace. You want to be in front of it. That's why we already engage with environmental consultants already engage always be. Because I understand that your t time window isn't that long. It could not be very long. You know, things could change in the world next year or the year after. Certainly. Yeah. Okay. Is one of the smart is so you talk about doing smart things well, so you can be efficient. Is one of those smart things putting out resources as soon as possible? Getting to a stage where we have that information, ultimately, I mean, doing them internally and getting continually doing them internally to a point where we have the confidence to put something out externally, for sure. Because uh, you, you have to get, you, you do have to get to that point. Um, you know, we are people who should help out, you know, we, we, what have we got, 50 holes into the deposit, potentially a big, much, you know, quite a big deposit. So, you know, we're talking mid next year in reality of having something like in the public domain. Um, but I guess we, um, yeah, in terms of the information that we're disclosing to the market, we'd expect people to be able to follow on and understand what the scale of it could be. Okay, okay. And so rightly or wrongly, people interpret the, the number that you put out as re reflective of your ambitions, uh, of the, the size of the opportunity. So do you need it to be a certain number before you'll put it out? You know, some people like don't mind. If you, if you haven't got much, putting out a million ounces sounds great. Yeah, <laughs> but, but it comes back to, but the, you know, I, I, you know, people are, people are already factoring that look at the valuation of the company, people are already factoring it's going to be a deposit of scale. So if you come out with a deposit that's subscale, um, people aren't going to be happy, are they? So um, I think, um, yeah, look, we, we, um, you do it at the right time when you've got the right information. You can't hide away from these things. They come back to get you eventually, you know, you can't, you, you know, exploration companies, it, it, Ultimately, you've, at some point, you've got to put it on the table what it is, you know, and that's it. And, 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 and you know, you, you, it's the classic thing. The one thing I can't control is what people, you know, is, is I can provide all the information, but I can't control what the market's going to pay for that information in terms of share price. I don't, you know, I don't control that. But ultimately, we provide all that information at that point, and we will come out with a, with a deposit and, and we go back to what I said, everything we do to try and when we come out of that deposit that people really understand what the economics of that thing or potential economics of it could be. Okay. Because ultimately it doesn't the size, you know, the size of the deposit is one thing, but how much free cash flow it could make is a totally different thing. At, you know, at certain goal cost. That's what really matters. Okay. So mid mid year next year is what we should be looking for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think, I, look, I, that, that's, we haven't, you know, it's the first time I'm really talking about it probably in this forum, but I think that's, you know, it's, you know, we'll try to be delivering that kind of next week on that sort of time frame. Yeah. And, and a big number. <laughs> Trying to lead me down a route there. Yeah. Did, did you spot it? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. It's right. quite subtle. Subtle. It's very yeah. subtle. Right. Well, like, James, thanks very much for the update. That's fantastic. Um, keep drilling. Um, are we expecting lots more drill results more often? Is that, is that the plan? I think, well, it last, I guess, since we spoke, there's been a couple of releases. So it's probably been every three weeks. Um, between now and Christmas, I expect to get another, you know, something come out to now Christmas. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. And then obviously head into the new year, but nothing. 
nothing stops in Finland really. I mean, it just carries on going. The drills keep on turning. We do have a short break over Christmas, um, but ultimately the winter doesn't stop things. In fact, it gets easier to drill in the winter. So uh, if anything, the winter's been a bit slow coming this year um, in Finland. So we'll have better access, hopefully in a few weeks time to do more drilling from where we, where we really want to do it from. Beautiful. So, Appreciate your time today, yeah, James. Hold on next year. Thank you very much for your time. Speak to you soon. Cheers. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com and of course our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming and we'll speak to you again soon.